What's up, guys? It's a new edition of Mark Talk. You're on with Mark, your host. Me, fearless leader. Maybe not fearless, but your leader in this venture nonetheless. How's your week going? Are you maintaining? If you're in my neck of the woods, uh, you're trying to keep from drowning. Good God. I know that's a bad joke, but for God's sakes, this rain... And the flooding, the flooding is not, as of yet, as bad as it was uh, a couple of years ago when it flooded so bad that we lost a lot of our infrastructures. Uh, One part of town had to be kind of just rebuilt and revitalized. It was a really hard time, bad time for my town. But we're not uh, we're not to code red just yet. At least I don't think we are. I'm uh, fingers crossed on that one. But surviving, we are surviving, are we not? I'm trying to. Busy week. And the week is not even over yet. It I this is one of those weeks where it feels like it, it really should. It, it just needs to end. The, this week just needs to end. Anyway, maybe that's just a personal uh, feeling I've got going on, but a lot going on, lots, lots of, uh, lots of things happening. But anyway, some good news, some silver lining. As of today, the uh, the the critics, the the early screeners, they have released. Their first impressions, their first reviews, spoiler-free, for the upcoming uh, venture in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, talking about Captain Marvel, the first female-led superhero film in the Marvel catalog as of right now. Marvel thought, Ah, we really kind of shit the bed by letting DC beat us to the punch with Wonder Woman. And not only that, Wonder Woman was awesome. We have to answer in kind. Now, personally, I'm of the mind that they should have just given Black Widow her spinoff movie first. They should have done that years ago and have been done with it. Or maybe not done with it. Maybe that would have spawned a whole series. And I'm willing to bet that now that they are working on a Black Widow solo film, we will get a series of films out of it. Maybe. Or we'll get a movie, and then she'll get a, you know, one of those, uh, one of those streaming uh, shows in the new Disney Plus app that's going to be dropping, I believe, later this year. We get a Loki show, we get a show about Scarlet Witch and Vision, we get a Falcon and Winter Soldier show, have no clue what that one's going to be about, but I'm looking forward to it, and Lord knows what else, lots of stuff coming up, Just and that's just the Marvel realm of things. So Captain Marvel, the uh, Carol Danvers of the Air Force, pilot for the Air Force, Carol Danvers. Oh, Captain, my Captain. 
I'm a big fan of this character, and if you've ever read any of uh, Kelly DeConnick's run of her famous run of Captain Marvel in the comics, you'll understand why I would be such a fan, and then you, in turn, might just become a fan if you're unfamiliar with her. Now, it's going to be kind of hard to explain to you who this person really is, and quite frankly, I think the movie will do it better justice than I can. Because she's tricky. Her character history, the just the, the history of Captain Marvel itself, is tricky to explain to a non-comic book reader, or just someone not in the know. But let me sort of surmise it for you. It's a woman, a military woman, who, due to circumstances out of her control, is bequeathed with DNA from an alien race known as the Kree, and now she has superpowers, and she uses them to help defend the galaxy against extra tyrannical tyrants. Is that right? Did I say that right? extraterrestrial tyrants. There we go. How about that? She's awesome. There's really no other way to say it. Cap, she is super powerful, super uh, snarky, just overall badass. And I, for one, am very much looking forward to this movie. We've got about, uh, I think, two weeks Just two more weeks until the movie drops. And it looks exciting. Not only that, they've they've, uh, partnered her up with good old Sam Jackson, Nick Fury himself. So we get get kind of uh, like a a buddy movie. Looks like a buddy movie. If it were Lethal Weapon, Sam Jackson would be Murtaugh in this analogy. I'm fine with that. Except he ain't too old for this shit because he just keeps on doing them. Man, it looks fun. We are getting a lot of uh, intergalactic stuff that the Marvel Universe is known, well known for in this movie. Namely, the Kree-Skrull War. Two alien races just battling it out. They've been at war for... Uh, a long time. I don't want to give a number because I'm sure that's, uh, depending on the writer, is not accurate. But let's just say they've been at war a long time. What's worse is the Skrulls are an alien race that can shapeshift. They can shapeshift into whomever they want. Makes it really hard for people that aren't able to sense these things makes it really hard for them to distinguish and they're very good at imitations we've seen in the trailer of this movie that the scrolls have now brought the war to earth now there's a couple of reasons why that might be the case Uh, I've got a few theories of my own based on uh, the stories I've read but this is uh, 
this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They could they could combine or they could make up their own thing entirely, and it would still work. Whatever fits the overall narrative of the universe. Who am I to question it? Because I've been loving everything they've done so far in these, uh, we're going on almost 11 years now. 11 years of stories. Stories that we love, that we can't get enough of. Obviously, they're only making billions of dollars every year. That's billions with a B. Crazy, man. But the scrolls are bringing the fight to Earth. Which means that a lot of people, a lot of human beings, you and me, that we're going to be seeing in this movie are not actually human beings, but scrolls in disguise. That is terrifying. That is a terrifying thought. And if this movie just does, just if it accomplishes its goal even by a margin, I think that little plot detail is going to really turn some heads. Who do we trust? Who can we trust? Nick Fury's got a great line in uh, the Winter Soldier movie, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Right before he quote-unquote dies, I say the quotes because he doesn't really die, we know that. He tells Cap, don't trust anyone. Now, in the context of that movie, he said it for a different reason. But I put it to you. What if he didn't? What if he meant to say, look, yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. is compromised. I just got shot. I'm dying. Here you go, Cap. Take this, uh, take this flash drive I've got. Don't trust anyone. Keep it safe. But when I say don't trust anyone, I mean almost quite literally. Don't trust anyone because, by the way, I didn't tell you. We got aliens to deal with. Aliens that can shapeshift. I don't even know if whom I'm talking to is really Steve Rogers at all. How do I know? I'm not a Cree. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not Im- imbibed with Cree DNA. How am I supposed to tell? It's going to be really interesting to see how Carol uh, is able to differentiate between human and non-human. I'm sure it has something to do with her power base. I'm here for it. But that, I mean, it just right away opens so many doors, so many questions need to be answered. And if you didn't know, or let's not forget, this movie is taking place in the 90s, hence why we get young Sam Jackson. So we're going back in time, baby. We're going to learn more. We are expanding the universe even more through time jumps. Which would beg the question, well then, where's Carol been this whole time? Why did Nick Fury choose that moment during the the dusting of the population of the universe, right before he dusted, he paged Captain Marvel? Why did he choose that moment to do that? Why didn't he call her up during the uh, the New York invasion? 
Why the Avenger Initiative? Maybe she is the reason for the Avenger Initiative, although we're led to believe that Captain America is the reason for that. Okay. But if that's true, then wouldn't Fury have already known that there is life outside of Earth and dangerous ones at that? Wouldn't he have already prepared S.H.I.E.L.D. for such a, you know, such tactics? Shouldn't he have said something? So now we get into the whole, what are we missing? What information does this movie hold that we didn't get before? It's exciting, isn't it? It's intriguing. You're sitting there thinking, after the events of Infinity War, where does this movie go? I'll tell you where it goes. First, it goes in the past. It goes back to the past to reveal something that we didn't even think about before. To reveal something we didn't know that's been among us. Maybe the scrolls have been among us this whole time. Maybe, now, this is just pure speculation. Don't take me at my word. But if it comes to fruition, you can, uh, you can, you can give me credit for putting the idea in your brain. But hear me out. What if the Nick Fury we know that we've seen in all the movies past with with uh, the one eye, you know, the eye patch, Nick Fury. What if that's not really Nick Fury? What if the real Nick Fury is the young sort of a carefree attitude based Nick Fury that we're getting in Captain Marvel. And he's just been replaced this whole time with an alien shapeshifter called a, a scroll. I mean, that'll mess with your mind a little bit because then you got to go back and think, well, then if that's the case, then why was he, why was he impersonating Nick Fury so well this whole time? Why didn't he just allow the Avengers to, to, to... Why did he even get the Avengers together? What would be the point of that? Maybe it was a plan all along. Maybe he didn't even know... May, let's just say for argument's sake that this... That our Nick Fury is a scroll. But maybe the Skrull didn't even know that Hydra was compromised. I mean, that S.H.I.E.L.D. was compromised by Hydra. That would also explain that the shots that Nick took, almost dying in the movie Captain America Winter Soldier, and yet still survived, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a tough old bastard. But it would certainly make sense that, uh, why is he a tough old bastard? Well, turns out he's an alien. So he's got a little more leeway than uh, human beings do. Because Nick's not super powered. But what if he is? Because he's an alien. 
And if that's the case, what happened to the real Nick Fury? I don't know. These are questions. These are questions I have. These are these are speculative theories. This is what we like to do at Mark Talk. We like to we like to fan theory. Uh, we have to theorize if it's warranted. You're not going to hear me talk about uh, Game of Thrones fan theories about how Bran is probably the, the the Night King. I think that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. There's a lot of really stupid theories in the Game of Thrones realm, but there's a lot of stupid theories in the Marvel Cinematic Universe realm as well. But I don't think this one that I've put to you is stupid. And I know I'm not the only one to have this theory, and I know there are a lot more theories about what's going to happen in this film and how it's going the, the what this film might inform the universe after it's finished. But I digress because now the the early reviews from the critics have come out for the movie. And guess what? It's all aces. They're loving it so far. A plus reviews. No, sir. No shocker. No shocker at all. But the thing is, what I find hilarious is how the trailers didn't seem to give a lot of people too much hope. I saw a lot. You know, I follow a lot of uh, of reactors and uh, and podcasters and you know YouTubers. I follow a lot of movie news and a lot of people that uh, talk about these sorts of things, and a lot of them are critics. And they weren't vibing on the trailers that we've gotten for Captain Marvel. And there were even a few of them thinking, you know what? Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the Marvel flop. I saw a lot of fans reacting to uh, the trailers as well, going, this movie looks like it's going to suck. This movie looks like trash. They're just trying to ride DC's coattails with the whole woman superhero thing. Boo! And then there was me over here going, No, the trailers look pretty fantastic. It looks like we are getting a story that is Captain Marvel through and through. And, most importantly, these are the same critiques... And the same, uh, the, the same boo-hoos that we were hearing about a movie called Ant-Man. When Ant-Man was coming out, everyone said, including critics, fans alike, I don't know, the trailers just aren't grabbing me, I think this might be Marvel's first big flop, I don't think it's gonna work, I think it's too silly. This looks really stupid. Boo. Ant-Man made so much money. And that movie is universally, for the most part, well-liked. People love Ant-Man. They love Paul Rudd as Scott Lang. So, you know, you can't throw 
all this, you just, you, you can't make a judgment call like that until you actually see the movie. And I know I'm guilty of it myself when I see a trailer and I go, I don't like what that looks like. I'm not into that. I'm probably not going to see it. But then if the movie gets a certain buzz, my curiosity gets a little, you know, it gets peaked. So then I have to see it now. I was like, okay, well, let's see if I was wrong. And when it comes to a movie or movies, I love being proven wrong. Unless it looks good and then it ends up sucking. And look, I still have not seen Captain Marvel. Most of us haven't. When it arrives, there's a very good chance it might be divided. It might be a very divisive film. There are a lot of movies in this genre that I enjoy that nobody likes. There's a few movies in this genre that everybody praises that I simply can't stand. I'm not calling myself the X Factor here. I'm just saying movies are subjective. We know that. My opinion is not going to match your opinion. I can only give you the perspective I have. And my perspective right now is that this movie looks legit. As someone who's read Captain Marvel, a lot of Captain Marvel, this movie looks like my Captain Marvel movie. And I think there's going to be a lot of surprises in store for us as viewers that we're not ready for. Early Buzz is good. Early Buzz is a pretty good indicator of how the movie's really going to go. And I think we've got a winner on our hands. What do you think? Hit me up. At MarkTheBad on Twitter. Let's have a discussion about Captain Marvel. Hashtag MarkTalk. Welcome back to Mark Talk after that little break. You know what really grinds my gears? I'm just kidding. That's not that kind of show. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> Nothing angry. Except for the fact that, well, the Oscar season is among us. It's upon us. It is uh, probably this Sunday. To be honest with you, I don't recall. Because, quite frankly, the Oscars kind of piss me off. Why? Because I don't like the way the Academy decides which movies belong in the running for Best Movie of the Year. Because if you notice, most movies that get nominated and thus most performances that get nominated tend to be movies that have happened right at the tail end of the year. So you're trying to tell me that these movies at the tail end of the year that nobody sees, by the way, you're telling me these are the best movies of the year? How do you know? They might be good for a hot second, but you don't know if they're any good. You, you, you got to give it time. You got to let the movie grow on you. You got to, you know, see if it's got any legs. 
Now, I'm not saying they do this exclusively for movies at the tail end of the year, but for the most part, they kind of do, which is why a lot of these uh, dramas and a lot of these movies that might be front runners for Oscar contention get released at the time they do because they know that the Academy looks at these end of the year films. But also, and let's just be adults about this, the Oscars, it, it, it's, it, it's all political, okay? Who spends the most money on their particular film? Who wants it the most? The one who spends the most money on their film, meaning we want our film in the Oscar running. Okay, how much are you offering? This much. Okay, congratulations, you're in the running. But that's no guarantee that you'll win. It's a campaign. You don't win an Oscar without a campaign. A famous actor said that actually quite recently. I won't say his name, but it's a famous actor that you all know. And there's truth of it. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I've got all the answers of the inside scoops of Hollywood. I don't. But I follow movie news... I read the trades as much as I can. I listen to the things that are said by people in charge and people who are in the know. I pay pay attention to movie news and the world of film because I love movies. So all that being said, a surprise in the running. Black Panther is in the running for best movie. Yeah, Black Panther, a superhero movie. You might find this hard to believe, or maybe you won't. No other superhero film has ever been in contention for best film at the Oscars. Not one. Now, Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight gave the Academy reason to, you know, maybe we should start expanding the list of movies. So now they get up to eight, or I'm sorry, eight to ten movies they can choose from. Eight to ten, as opposed to, I think, the number they stuck with was about five, maybe four. And again, I go, how do you determine five movies that were the best all year. Like, who determines that? Well, (laughs) the one with the biggest paycheck determines it, evidently. But Black Panther... And you want to know why I think that one's in the running? Because that one was just too big to ignore. Never mind the fact that Black Panther made over a billion dollars, and that's billion with a B. Never mind the fact that... It's a superhero film, and although superhero films are popular, making a billion dollars is not easy. It's not easy at all. There are a ton of great superhero films that don't crack a billion at all. Some of them don't even quite get close. It's not an easy thing to do. Especially, and since we're t- talking bl- you know, plainly, such a cast as it is. And all, you know, an African-American mostly cast. 
making a billion dollars. That is cultural significance, and you cannot ignore that. You just can't do it. The Academy sure couldn't. And maybe Disney even decided, because Disney owns Marvel, they said, you know what? No, this movie deserves to be in the Oscar contention. So, here you go. We're putting all, we're betting all our chips on this movie. Because it deserves at least a nomination because of the cultural significance, because it's a damn good movie. And, frankly, because why the hell not? I've talked about Black Panther before. I love that movie. I got everything out of Black Panther I wanted. I remember the first thing I said uh, online after I got out of the movie. It was simply, that is exactly the Black Panther movie that I wanted. Every bit. I got every bit of Black Panther that I wanted in a Black Panther movie. And I even got things I didn't know I wanted in a Black Panther movie. People who don't even like superhero movies like that movie. People who like superhero movies love that movie. And don't jump on the hipster train that's going on uh, right now of, well, I don't know if it was that good. Shut up. You know you enjoyed it. If you didn't enjoy it, then you just don't enjoy this type of movie. Maybe you're on the Academy. Because the Academy has a a known bias against genre movies. And me being a fan of genre movies per se, that offends me. And that greatly troubles me. You get some of the best work. Some of the best writing, the best acting, the best cinematography, the best costume, the best directing, frankly, out of genre films than you do anything else. So much work and dedication and time go into making these movies. And they just get snubbed year after year at the Oscars for Best Picture. Oh, sure, you might see them on, uh, oh, yeah, we'll put them on the best costumes, best visual list, uh, whatever. They don't care. You know how I know they don't care? Suicide Squad has an Oscar for best costume. Yeah, let that one sink in. And maybe you like Suicide Squad, that's fine, but best costume for Suicide Squad? Give me a break. I'm sorry, but give me a break. Ugh. But we could spend all day talking about stuff like that, and I'm sure at some point we will, because, hey, it's my show, and maybe I want to talk about it. And maybe you want to hear me rant about it, or maybe you don't. Who knows? Let me hear you. Let me hear your thoughts. But the Oscars are coming up. Do I think Black Panther has a shot at winning? I would have said, no, no shot. Now, I'll say... Eh, it's got a slight shot. But I don't think the Academy will do it. And I don't know if I would say Black Panther was the best film of 2018. I don't know that I would say that. But I love that movie. 
I don't even know if I would call Infinity War the best movie of 2018. But I love it. It's great. But I'll admit, that movie is for a specific audience. Now you might say, the specific audience is everybody because that one too made over a billion dollars. Well yeah, it did. And it is great. I'm not knocking it. I will never knock that movie. Of the MCU, that one's probably my favorite right now. But I don't know, as a collective whole, if it's the best movie of 2018. To be honest with you, what we have on the ballot, I don't think, the ones I've seen at least, I don't think any of them are the best movie of 2018. But, what do I know? I mentioned earlier, movies are subjective, so clearly my opinion doesn't matter. I'm not even on the, uh, you know, I'm not a, a, on the ballot list. I can't, I can't place my vote. My vote doesn't matter. But as a fan, as a humble, excitable, loving fan of movies and genre film, I just don't know. And now with the Oscars getting into trouble for uh, cutting certain categories from the show itself, and after the uproar of, of people going, this was a mistake, don't you do it, it's so disrespectful, they said, oh no, we're kidding, we're bringing it back. They still don't have a host. Do they need a host? Probably not. It's just a mess. The show is a mess. I haven't really particularly liked watching the Oscars for a hot second. No offense to the hosts we've had recently. I know Jimmy Kimmel is uh, quite quite good at hosting. And I got a chuckle out of uh, Seth MacFarlane when he hosted. But the show's overall, I could take it or leave it. That said, I'll probably still watch it. Or at least, I'll do the next best thing. I'll wait the next morning, turn on YouTube, and click the videos to watch the winners. That sounds about right. Black Panther. Good, good movie. Great movie. An important movie, too. Will it win? I guess we'll find out. That'll do it for Mark Talk. Those are my thoughts. My 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 uh my my inner thoughts. <laughs> I was looking for a fancier word and I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't find it. I'm sorry. I failed. But that's okay. Tomorrow is another day. And next week is another week. More stuff to talk about. And uh, next Friday, I believe, is a new month. Which means there is a very high possibility of another edition of Fanfic Friday. But we've got plenty more to talk about. 
When Aquaman drops on Blu-ray, I'm sure we will talk about it. And there's a lot of other things to talk about. What do you want to hear me talk about? I am open to ideas, suggestions. Hit me up at Twitter, at MarkTheBat. You can hit me up at it on Instagram, at MarkTheBat. And also, it's still uh, it's still under construction. Well, not construction. It's it's built, but it's uh, it's it's still early. But I got an Instagram page for the podcast. You can follow that at Mark Talk Podcast. Gonna gonna test the waters with that one. Go give it a follow, share this, like it, uh, rate it. Let me know what I'm doing wrong. Let me know what you want to hear. Let me know what I'm doing right. If at right I am. If at right. I don't know what that was. Appreciate your support. Thank you so much to all those listening, uh, the ones that have you have come out and communicated with me. I appreciate you so much more than you'll ever know. Keep it going. You keep it up, I'll keep it talking. Or I'll just keep talking regardless. Uh, I am Mark, and that was a good talk. <laughs>